Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Khan. All I had to my name was six cents. And I got down on my knees and I prayed. Today on episode 489 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with wealth transformation expert, Dr. Cheryl Shire. I'm going to ask Cheryl how to keep money from making you spiritually bankrupt and much more. Find out more about Cheryl along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Dr. Cheryl Shire. Cheryl grew up in a creative entrepreneurial family. She managed her own accounting and tax business for over 17 years. When Cheryl became a single parent, she went back into the corporate world as a financial consultant and manager. Cheryl's experience exposed her to the dark side of wealth, problems with ethics, integrity violations, and illegal behavior. After winning a lawsuit against one of the unscrupulous companies, she began to write her book, Wealth Transformation, Integrity, 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 which became the basis of her long-running Marin TV program, Wake Up with Dr. Cheryl. Cheryl has a BS in business administration, MBA in finance, and her PhD in financial management and business administration. Cheryl is an author, international speaker, and minister. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. I appreciate and feel honored to be here. It was great to have you on. It was a pleasure to get to know you in person at the New Media Summit not too long ago, and I'm glad that we're able to share a conversation with our audience. Absolutely, and thank you again. So you have a really interesting background, interesting set of experiences. Why do people who are perceived by others as being wealthy often feel unsatisfied themselves when it comes to their finances? <laughs> well, that is a loaded answer. Actually, I have uh, managed millions myself, but I've known some billionaires. And I, in all of my interactions in my life with wealthy people or not such wealthy people, and I would say that it's all relative to the person's interpretation of what wealthy is. I think that the main ingredient that I have found that has been missing is the soulful kind of, not emotional, but there is an ingredient missing with having a whole, wholesome relationship with wealth. And so many, I mean, it's so apparent in what's going on in our society and in politics, but it, they're like spiritually bankrupt. And believe me, it's wonderful to have a lot of money because then you can do a lot with it as long as you budget yourself correctly. But I, I do think that there's a component that is missing. And I think it's a spiritual component, soul component, you know, having that balance because so many people are driven just for money. And it's, it's one particular person that I've known was extremely successful, a multi-billionaire. He had a, a silk lingerie company. And after getting to know him, I realized that his emotional, spiritual side was almost bankrupt uh, because all he focused in on was money. 
And I don't think that that's what human beings are here for. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with having a lot of money, but it's attaining it in more of a balanced way. Yeah. So Cheryl, what does money mean to you? Money's in exchange. You know, it's it's an avenue. I know in my book, I have the history of, of money up until the today's time. And it's an exchange. It's an energy, you know, and it's an interpretation of value. But it, in our society, it's necessary. You know, way back in the early days, it was, it was, it was shells, you know, that were exchanged. But it's a value. It's energy. So if money is just an interpretation of value, if, that, if that's its primary function, how does it end up, and maybe this might be a loaded way to ask the question, but how does it end up corrupting people and, and creating this, spir- this spiritual, <laughs> this um, state of being spiritually bankrupt? Well, you know, this conversation has come up multiple, multiple times. And, and it's not money. It's the relationship with it. Some people are driven so hard that that's all they look at is money and to attain money. And in, in reality, it's just an exchange. But people... You know, when people say money's the root of all evil, I don't agree with that because I think it's it's the mental, emotional, spiritual approach to the relationship with money that is the key. And when you have that in balance, then it's so much more satisfying when you do have wealth in your in your life because all the departments are are with it. Maybe not all the time, but the value. It's all the value. Okay, so someone whose relationship with money is leading them to the dark side of wealth. How do you see that manifested? Oh, well, I've had to deal with that directly in, in some of my interactions with business. And that's what propelled me into uh, going on this path is basically they will overlook legal issues ethical issues and moral issues. And there's so much immoral behavior that that um, you can make money with. And it's not money. It's the human being that's other human beings that are interchanging in that uh, relationship. And on the flip side, how does somebody behave when they are not spiritually bankrupt? In the exchange of money. In the exchange of money, in particular. Oh, well, you know, it's a win-win situation. When you're dealing with people that have the same ethical value uh, with money, you know, knowing, you know, the biggest thing that I have noticed in all my interactions over the years is that people are in fear. There's not enough. And if they could just switch that mentality you know, whatever you want to call it, the subconscious mind, to saying there's always enough. If you have a spiritual base, there's always enough. I mean, there's moments that come up that challenge you, but you can switch back to that. There's more than enough for everybody. And there is. But the 1% that have the, the lion's share knew how to get it, I guess, feeding off the lack of, of balance of other people. But you know, it's it's very important for that relationship to be healthy. 
Right. Now, when you say that there's always enough, if if that's the mindset, are we talking about if enough financial resources for basic needs like food, clothing, shelter? That, of course. Oh, yes. I mean, that that is primary. And, you know, I ask people, well, do you have a budget? And using your discipline to adhere to that, you know, I mean, I, you know, I know that there's always things that come up, but, you know, being disciplined is important too. Because, you know, about, I value the money, but not to the point where it rules me. Right. And, I, and I've certainly met people who have more than enough wealth and enough income to provide for all the basic needs for themselves and maybe their immediate family or their immediate circle, whoever it is they, they need to provide basic needs for. Mm-hmm. Yet they are, I can see where their relationship with their financial resources instills a lot of fear and they're, they're petrified that they're not going to have enough for what they think they need. That is a huge issue. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I've had this conversation with two billionaires. And one has said, even though he does focus in on money, I think, you know, more than he doesn't. But he has said to me that he's, he even feels embarrassed admitting that he's a billionaire. And the other one, well, you can't get enough. But I, I think that it it's a matter of having a human uh, balance in your emotional, mental, and spiritual life. When you have those, I mean, maybe they're not perfect because life is not perfect and human beings are not perfect. And I, I think it's important to focus on extending. That's why in my book, I have a, a meditation practice. Because when you are aligned with your higher self, it's so much easier to get out of that fear mode. Because that is, if, if nothing else, fear is the biggest motivation uh, for financial success. I think that's one of the biggest problems with it is fear. Okay, so it's both the motivation that helps you create financial success and it's also one of the biggest fear is also one of the biggest problems with our relationship to financial success. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Basically, it can go either way. Okay. So let's let's unpack that. So if <laughs> if fear is is going to be the primary motivator that either creates wealth or causes us some difficulty in our relationship with wealth, once we recognize that, what can we do about it so that we can have adequate financial well, or let's say adequate financial resources to take care of our needs and at the same time have a healthy relationship with wealth so that we are not spiritually bankrupt. How do you do that? Well, first of all, I would ask, like when I'm mentoring, I ask or counseling, I, I ask, okay, what is the fear around money? What, okay, you don't feel like you have enough. Okay, let's break that down into, you know, because to me, that's a subconscious approach when you don't feel like you have enough. Let's break that down. Okay, why is it that you, where does that fear come from? I'd want to, to break it down and then you can disassemble it and then reassemble the healthy re- relationship with it. 
So it's important to look at why you feel fearful. And, you know, some people don't want to look at it. They just want to keep going forward. But those that do, it's important because then you can, you know, like anything, you know, the empire needs to break down before it can be rebuilt. Right. I mean, I I can tell you, like, as an example, personally, I've seen people who have had periods in their lives when they've been refugees. So they they haven't had a place they can call home. They also often have had not had an adequate food and and shelter during those periods. I've seen people who have not been refugees, but have suffered either themselves or their families severe economic hardship. You know, like, like, um, you know, people who grew up during in the U.S. during the Depression, like many cases of people who never really overcame that fear of not having enough food or or not having a home because of the economic collapse. So how do you get past those kinds of barriers in order to? Yeah, uh, good question. If you don't mind, I'll just share my experience with that. Sure. I was um, back in 89. I uh, suffered tremendously. And I've, I've had to fi- file bankruptcy twice in my life. And it's, I take responsibility for my part of it. But I didn't, I didn't truly trust the people that I was involved with in these financial ventures. I know what it feels like. Having been pregnant, I was three months pregnant. My former husband came from a very wealthy, wealthy family. However, he did not use, didn't know the mechanics of it. He just expected the money to be there and it ran out and it, it uh, basically sucked me dry and I was pregnant. And basically all I had to my name was six cents. And I got down on my knees and I prayed to God, to the universe, whatever you want to call it, you know, what feels comfortable to the anybody else. But to me, it was God. And I just, I got then. I mean, I literally, I was in tears on my knees. You know, what do I do? I have six cents to my name. And after I got to that point, it's like the door opened, the light started coming in. And I made some phone calls. I sold some things, uh, but I did not have a home. I, I basically, from there, I, I went up to my family, and basically they weren't in positions to help me. But I knew with that relationship that I had with my higher self, with the universe, with God, like I said, whatever you want to label it, you know, I knew I'd get through. And that was the breaking point of knowing that there's more than enough. And being realistic and being truthful with yourself is primary. Because how much do you really need? We, you know, I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying, David, about the refugees and they're like starting over. But obviously they've had some faith to get to be refugees to come and start over in their life. So, you know, they're propelled and, I mean, God bless them. I mean, I know that there's so many different environmental things that, and especially today with what's going on in our society, you know, it's like, what can you do without? 
that's I had an investor on my show on my very first show, and he he was a investment banker, and it's like you know the best thing I got out of is what can you do without? Sure, we need food, we need shelter, we need clothing, and you know I know at times that that's hard to get. However, you, we just keep going, and it it just happens that these things appear, and you keep working for it, keeping your your mind open, your heart open, and it does happen. But I know it's a personal relationship. Uh, and Cheryl, asking that question, what can you do without, is actually a very powerful and important question. <laughs> I've looked at that many times because, you know, the media and advertising, they all feed into buy, 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 spend, spend, spend in our society. I mean, that's why there's, I, I don't know what the statistics are today, but I'm an, amazed on how much debt on credit cards is in this country. It is just phenomenal. I, I don't know what today, what the statistics were, but I knew back, I don't know, maybe a year or so, it was like 30,000, 40,000, 50,000. That's, that, to me, that's crazy. I, I mean, you know, unless of course you're in the position where you can pay it off you know, in the next 30 days. But it's it's like, what can you do that? You don't have to go buy the new car every year. You don't have to go buy all the leisurely things. And I'm not saying that you don't take care of yourself, but like I always look for the best price of everything that I buy, you know, trying to get more bang for, for the, the dollar. But it's it's taking inventory. It takes inventory to uh, reevaluate these things. Right. So Cheryl, given all the things that you've experienced and what you've learned and the work that you've done with other people around their relationship with wealth, where are you now in this process and what works well for you in, in taking care of yourself and those who are close to you, both in terms of personal and business? So personally, I feel like I have, I, in my life right now, am more satisfied. And of course, I'm not totally satisfied because I, I have goals, but I am very at peace with where I am financially today, um, especially what I've been through. Um, I work hard. That's just in my DNA. And you know, out there in the world, I think everybody has struggles. Everybody on this planet has struggles, no matter how much money you have. Money can't buy love, you know, and I think that the what what really comes down to out there in the world is is having more love because then they won't focus so much on on the money and the fear. If that makes sense? Yeah, it makes sense to me. <laughs> Cheryl, whom do you know personally who has done a really remarkable job of smashing the plateau, particularly as it might relate to some of the areas where you have expertise? Well, my goodness. Well, I'm trying to think amongst my peers and then my professional. You know, it takes work. My goodness. Well, one person that I know personally is Dr. John Gray. And he focuses on relationships and health. And I've watched him over the years. And I know that he, at, at some point, was just driven towards money. But I've watched him become more flexible 
in his teachings. And I know that he's still making good money. That's just one example um, to bring it down to more of my my peers. Uh, gosh, I have like a, a plethora of people I know, but I don't always talk to them about their personal finances. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the business end of things. But, you know, when somebody feels satisfied, maybe at that goal, and if you can adding goals to your, you know, to your agenda, then that always changes. But when you can keep it in perspective, I think that that's, that's one of the keys. Yeah, most definitely. Cheryl, what's coming up for you? What are you, what are you planning for the near future? Oh, I'm very excited. I've been doing my talk show for almost seven years and I'm just getting ready to launch my podcast. And thanks again, David, for having me on your actually the very first one that I'm I'm on at this stage and I'm I'm learning how to monetize it all so that I'm very excited about and all the people I'm meeting I wouldn't have met you otherwise and and I probably will write another book and I'm writing courses on on how to do this on on how to work with your subconscious mind with that relationship with wealth and unconditional love. Sounds great. Cheryl, do you have a free gift for our audience? Yes, I, I have my book called Wealth Transformation. They can get on my website and at the lower left corner, they can put their information in. I'm, I'm just in the process of upgrading this. So I'm just asking if they put their, their name and information, then they'll receive a book for the postage. And that's it in the left-hand corner of my website, which is www.cherylshire.com. And it's C-H-E-R-Y-L, the last name, S as in Sam, C-H-E-U-R-E-R.com. Sounds great. And is that the place where people can go to access any information related to what we just discussed? Yes. Yes, and it has a couple of my um, prime shows on there. And um, yeah, definitely. Okay. I'm upgrading, but um, it's there. Sounds good. Well, Cheryl, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau. Um, very deep discussion about a really important subject for everybody. My guest today has been Dr. Cheryl Shire from Wake Up with Dr. Cheryl. Thank you again, Cheryl, for joining us. Oh, thank you, David. And it's been a total pleasure and uh, lots of uh, abundant blessings for you. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned how to keep money from making you spiritually bankrupt and how Cheryl has developed a wholesome relationship with money. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.